Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're going to talk about trusting your trading strategy. What do you do about the doubt that creeps in when it comes to executing your strategy perfectly? You backtest it, you realize it works, test it through different markets, yet you can't seem to trust it enough to actually follow it. So today's email comes from the other side of the pond. And based off the guy's name, he sounds Eastern European. So he asks me to come up with an Eastern European redneck name. Now I got to admit, I've never done this before. I'm not even sure, having never gone to the other side of the ocean myself, what an Eastern European redneck name would be to conceal his own identity, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I was trying to think of somebody that sounds like, man, if you came across him in a dark alley, maybe you think he'd be breaking thumbs if he told you his name. I came up with Bogdan. Bogdan is my Eastern Romanian redneck name. Bogdan writes, hi, Ryan, my name is Bogdan, and I'm an aspiring trader originally from Romania, currently living in the Netherlands. I currently work in the biotech sector, but I am an aspiring trader. I'll start by giving you a challenge in case you decide to share this in your email podcast, namely to find me an Eastern European redneck name. Bonus if it's a redneck name. I have to say, I only started listening to your podcast about a month ago and I have many episodes to go, but so far it's been a great resource for me to develop as a trader. So thank you for that great content that's available and free. Anyways, my trading story is briefly this. As I mentioned, I am working in a biotech sector as a researcher. However, a few years ago, I discovered trading. I started, like many other people, with grand delusions to become very rich very quick. But those dreams were quickly shattered. In the process, however, I realized that I find trading in the financial markets quite exciting. So I started to properly learn what trading is and how to do it. I only seriously started doing this at the beginning of 2022. But I think the progress has been significant, though I still have a long ways to go to become consistently profitable as a trader. What I really love about learning how to trade is the process that I also go through in learning about myself and my own psychology. As for my trading style, I came to the realization that swing trading is best suited for me, particularly at trend following. As a result, I looked at some strategies and came up with a simple yet promising trend following strategy based on a 20-day exponential moving average plus a few extra rules I made based on backtesting. I backtested the strategy on multiple instruments, mainly stocks and crypto, and the results were pretty good. I went back many years, tested it, even tried it in ranging and sideways markets since it performed the worst in the ranging markets, and the results are still pretty good. So based on backtesting, I am confident that I have at least a decent strategy, but I am still struggling to stick to it. For example, I look for stocks that have my setup, and my entry signals. And often I see that my entry signal was there two days ago. If I don't enter on the day when my signal forms, my strategy just doesn't perform well enough. Yet I still convince myself that I should be able to trade because my entry signal is there. Since it is a trend following strategy, two to three days shouldn't make a big difference if price goes in my direction, but it will make a huge difference if it goes against me as my stop loss is preventing me from losing too much only when I buy on the same day when my entry rules are triggered. I feel that I do this because I want to forward test my strategy ASAP and confirm what backtesting has shown me. That is that the strategy works well. And I want to take as many trades as possible to gain trust in my strategy as soon as possible. But these actions actually make me distrust it instead. 
So my question would be, how do you get to trust a strategy that showed good results when backtesting so that you can stick to it fully when live trading? Maybe you had a similar struggle when beginning to trade, or maybe you just have some tips on this. Thanks a lot, Bogdan. All right, that was a pretty long email, but it was to the point nonetheless. What am I drinking today? I am drinking, get ready for this, folks, Rip Van Winkle 10-year. Yes, Rip Van Winkle. I got my hands on some, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's 53.5% alcohol, 107 proof. Big expectations for this one. And just look at it, I mean, it's a, like this deep, deep, like copper color to it. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And then you pick up like a lot of like when you're given a good sniff, it's like caramel, it's vanilla. It's really good all around. And the flavor, holy cow, strong oak flavors. It's rich. I mean, marvelously flavorful. I mean, this is good stuff, guys. And the finish, and I, I think I like this part the best because the initial taste, it's very smooth. It's very flavorful. It's very rich, deep, right? But then you get this finish that's spicy and long, but it has no ethanol flavor to it. None at all. And I hate that ethanol flavor. It comes in. It lasts a long time. It tingles the tongue, which seems like forever. And I like that too. So the finish is long and strong. The flavor is deep and meaningful. The smell, nice caramel, vanilla flavor. I'll give this a 9.4. You might think, man, Ryan, you've given some others higher ratings in the past. And that's true. I did it not realizing how good this stuff was. For instance, I gave E.H. Taylor, I gave Whistle Pig, and like almost 200 episodes ago, I did the Whistle Pig, which I was really just starting out in this venture of doing bourbon reviews, so I really didn't know what was out there in front of me. But yeah, I think I got to go back and do some reviews on these because I, knowing what I know now about the Rip Van Winkle at 10-year makes me wonder, okay, what's this 23-year one like? What is the 18-year one like? What's the 12-year like? And it's got to be better, right? Because it's been aged longer in most situations. So I really have to go back and do the EH, the Blantons, the Whistle Pig, and just really think about, am I giving these things too high of a rating in the past? And I kind of thought that that would happen at some point, just as I gain more and more experience and more flavors and more bottles. Like, man, I could be a little bit too hyped up on some of these other ones. Now, when it comes to Guadalupe, I still think that's one of the best ones I've ever had. The Garrison Brothers, yeah. But this one here, I'm giving 9.4. Rip Van Winkle 10-year. All right, now to the actual content of this podcast, what we're going to be talking about here. First off, when you're taking trades that fall outside of the parameters of your trade, you're not following your system. You're not following it at all, so you can't expect it to work. you got to follow it to a T. What makes the backtesting work is what you have to do going forward. When you're forward testing it, i.e. making the actual trades to prove that the strategy does work, you can't go outside of the parameters of what you did to get the results in your back testing. You have to stick to it. If you missed the trade, fine. You missed the trade, but you can't go chasing after it, especially knowing what we know with Bogdan here where he says the risk is best managed when you get in initially. If you wait a couple of days and you see it triggered, oftentimes he's probably seen that it's already working out. I doubt that he misses the trade and he sees that, oh, it's down two, 3% right by the stop loss. I'm going to go ahead and get into it now and probably get stopped out. No, he's chasing after these gains probably, after he's seen it go up a, a percent or two or even more. He's seeing it work and he's saying, oh man, I missed out on that one. He, other thing I would tell him, he needs to have a better way of spotting these things the day of, whether that's through alerts, whether that's through scans or keeping a watch list of those that are about to break out, that would work too. But needs to have a better way in order to prevent chasing after these things or seeing these signals two days or three days after the fact. It shows me the infrastructure is not in place to be able to 
properly manage this trading system. So he needs to have scans, needs to have alerts, needs to have a watch list that is set up in such a way to be able to organize and know immediately when these signals are going off. And when you're using the 20 day exponential moving average, yeah, it's probably going to be based off of some crossovers and whatever other indicators that he's using. Maybe he's using off of some volumes, but those are all readily available for trade alerts, for email signals, for putting into your watch list. Definitely has to do a better job of that. And those are forced trades. You're forcing a trade that you shouldn't have taken. Again, if it was down 2 or 3%, doubt that he'd probably be taking. It's like, oh man, I avoided that one. I, I'm not going to take that at all. But if you want your trading strategy to be successful, you've got to get into it when it triggers. All your trading systems depend on risk management. And so when you're expanding that risk management, you're taking away from future winning trades. And oftentimes, the success of a trading system is dependent on that you perfectly execute it each and every time. You can't just pick and choose. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do that one. I'm going to bypass that one. I can tell you, oftentimes in a trading system, the ones that do the best are the ones that you won't expect to. The ones that you think there's no way this thing's going to go up. And then all of a sudden it rips off for 30, 40%. You're like, holy cow, I'm glad I took that trade because I did not think it would do that. But essentially, if you start chasing with your entries after the fact, you're breaking the rules of your trading system. And he talks about how, how do you trust a strategy that showed good results when backtesting and stick to it when you're fully live trading it? Well, you don't trust it because you're not following it. How would you be able to trust it if you're not actually following? You're not even trading the system technically. So whatever works, you've got to follow it. It's kind of like that verse in the Bible, James 4, 3. It says, you have not because you ask not. You don't trust it because you don't follow it. You've got to follow the system. Also, I would encourage Bogdan here to go back and see where the system performed poorly and why. Why was it? Was If you're trading off the 20-day exponential moving average, were you just getting a lot of false signals when there was like a crossover? and you were just getting chopped up, what did that choppiness look to when you applied capital? And how much of a drawdown did you get? Because drawdowns are huge. You could say, hey, yeah, we went through a 50% drawdown, but the next year, man, we were up 75%. Well, that's great. You're still down significantly. You need 100% just to break even. Drawdowns are the number one thing that keeps a trading system from working. And so if you see that there's even a one time where there was a significant drawdown, you got to figure out how to avoid that. That's why it's so important in bear markets. When If it's like a long-only strategy, you got to see how does it perform and how long does it take to, before it's reaching new highs again because the drawdowns are what kills you in a trading strategy, followed by not, not following your trading strategy like Bogdan was talking about here. And remember, if you have a successful back-tested strategy and you're confident that it'll work, then your job isn't so much about chasing after profits, but managing the system. Because if you manage the system and, and the parameters that you set in it, the profits should take care of themselves. Also, I would say, go back to the periods where it performed its best. Find out why it performed its best. Was it a certain type of market condition? And if so, is there a way that you can trigger those kinds of market conditions for only trading that system during those times? If you can still make money off of all market conditions, then fine, that's great. But if there's a period where you really don't want to be trading, during those periods, and you can put that into your trading system in order to avoid it, even better. So it's good to look at the reasons that mark the why behind your trades. What makes the trade work during certain periods of time and not work? And how can you avoid them if possible? Sometimes you might say, hey, I have to go through, in order for this to happen, every once in a while, I'll have to go through a 8 to 10% drawdown. But six months later, I'm up 50%. Okay, that makes sense. But what you don't want is like a 50 or a 75% drawdown and you're or really even a 20 or a 30%. Those suck too. And they are very, very difficult to come back because what if you like double dip on the drawdown? You get a drawdown, you start to come back and then you get hit with another one. 
that can happen too. Imagine how many trading systems were just starting to get back into the green following the 2000 to 2003 dot-com bubble, and they were just starting to get back up to profitability, and then all of a sudden, 2007, 2008 hits, and it's even worse. Probably wiped out a lot of traders during that time and a lot of trading systems. But here's one thing that I think is really good, and that's swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Guys, this is my patron website that goes alongside of this podcast here. You're going to get all my stock market research each and every day. That's including market updates. You're going to get updates on all the big tech stocks all throughout the week. You're also going to get daily list of setups that I'm following and considering trading. Also different charts that I find extremely enticing and worth bringing to your attention. Check it out. It's cheap, definitely worth becoming a member of, and you become a supporter of this podcast. Not to mention you're going to learn a crap ton about technical analysis. So one of the things about trading systems that give people a lot of problems is the idea of actually following them, especially when you start stringing together a lot of losers. Now, it's also worth going back and looking throughout the history of your backtesting to see how many streaks, how many losing trades was there? And then asking yourself, is this a system that I can go through? What if there's 15 losing trades in a row? Is that a system that you can continue to pull the lever on and keep taking those trades, knowing still that it's a profitable trading system. You got to ask yourself these questions because trading systems, and it's amazing. I've seen this in the past where you can have a good trading system and it's a very profitable trading system, but not everybody can execute it. Why? Because it doesn't match the psychology and the makeup of the person. The person is not built for that. I've seen really good trading systems that are only right a quarter of the time. That means you're losing 75% of the time, yet it's extremely profitable. A lot of people can't handle the idea of losing 75% of the time. And then within that 75% of the time, you might be, you know, have periods where you're losing 10 or 15 trades in a row. From a probability standpoint, that's possible. And so when it comes to the trading system, even if you find a good trading system, you've developed one, you got to ask yourself, are you set out to be able to follow this trading system? There's trading systems that I couldn't follow very well. I can tell you a trading system that says, oh, hey, you'll have a 50% drawdown, but then Every time within six months, you'll be up 200% from those lows. Yeah, that's a good trading system. Could I follow that? No, I couldn't. I just, I'm telling you that my psyche and, and the need to keep risk tight, that's not going to work for me. And it's not going to work for a lot of people. And then oftentimes when they start to do those kinds of trading systems where there is a lot of volatility, they start to quit at the worst possible time. They start making modifications at the worst possible time. And they start like what Bogdan has already started doing here, adding trades that don't match the parameters. If you're not following at every level, including from entry, risk management, profit taking, whether a stock meets the parameters of the trade, you're not following the actual trading system. You're just doing something else. And if there's an area like trade entries where you're having a struggle with, then you need to add more concrete parameters so you don't mess up there. That means putting together an exact window when you have to make that trade. Now, all of this is fine and dandy, but there's also an element of discipline that's required. You can have all these parameters, but if you're not following the system and the concrete do's and don'ts of the trading system, then it's really not worth anything, right? So in summary, what does Bogdan need to do here? He needs to follow his trading system to a T. He needs to follow the entries, not chasing after them just because it looks like it would have been a good trade and he passed up on it. He also needs to focus on the risk management side of the trade because when he's chasing after these things and these trades that he missed early on, he's expanding the risk side of it, which takes away from future trades. He needs to also go back and see what caused the system to do its best. What caused the system to perform at its worst? And are there variables there that he can spot and that he can avoid in order to improve the performance of the trading system? 
And please don't add trades to your trading system that don't meet the parameters. And if you're struggling with a certain aspect of your trading system, add more concrete parameters to avoid you going outside the lines. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would encourage you to leave me a five-star review. I do read them. I do appreciate them. And keep sending me your questions, ryan at shareplanner.com. I love hearing from you guys. Love hearing how the podcast has helped make you guys a better trader and taking your questions so I can make them into a podcast episode. And you can do that by sending me an email, ryan at shareplanner.com. Don't forget to sign up for swingtradingthestockmarket.com as well. Thank you guys and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.